1: seven footers crew. How are we doing guys? It feels so good to say that again, Gerard, because we are back. The NBA is back. The preseason is here. The overreactions are crazy (laughs) and you're not buying it.
0: Not buying any of it. Not buying any of it. It's early folks. Let's not lose our minds. All good.
1: Classic, classic. How are we doing over there, Drod? In your Chicago Bulls red.
0: I uh, can't complain. You know, it's the weather's changed so fast, right? It's like in the fifties. I mean, we're getting the remnants of Hurricane Ian up here. I mean, look, all the people in in its actual path down in Florida and the southern states. You know, um, much much thoughts and prayers with them to to get through that safely. But we're getting all the remnants of the end rain up here, and it's like in the fifties. It's you know, we we moved, fall was kind of like a week, and now we're already getting close to winter, it seems like.
1: I am so here for this weather, Drodd. You have no idea. I have had so many leather things that I have needed to wear. It has been problematic and hurtful for me not to wear them until now. So you know what's up. You know, all the fall <sighs> candles, you know, that vibe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Got to light a candle, sing kumbaya around the fire. That's what the Phoenix Suns need to do. Um, mm. Because we got some tr- – do we have some trouble in Phoenix or should we pump the brakes? Because, uh, guys, I don't know if you heard, maybe you didn't hear of the Adeline 36ers from Australia's National mm. Basketball League. And I don't laugh as in, you know, downgrading them at all. Um, Just not a common name that you really hear. <laughs> right, and the right. Phoenix Suns lost to them in their preseason opener at home, 134-124. I mean, the internet was stunned.
0: <laughs> the
1: internet was wild. <laughs> and the memes were even better. Well, so w- what's the vibes here? What's going on in Phoenix?
0: You, you know, Twitter's here for jokes, Jenna. So of course, we're going to fire off these jokes and do what we got to do. And, you know, look, in the NBA, teams can get hot, right? Or in a basketball game, anybody can be picked off in one game, right? Um, the Adelaide 36ers were hot from three. I think they had 23s in that game. If there's a game where you give up 23s, you're going to lose. Like, that's just, (laughs) the math just says that, right? So I don't think there's anything about the Sixers they need to be worried about, per se, in terms of that game. Mm -hmm. What I would be concerned about, though, if I was a Phoenix Suns fan, Jenna, is the fact that Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton have not had a one-on-one conversation since Game 7 of the Western Conference Semifinals at the end of last playoffs. That would be more of my concern. Jay Crowder not wanting to be there, wanting out. There's some bad juju around that team right now. And of course, the Robert Sarver situation has been hanging over their head. That to me is a far more concern than a random preseason game against the Adelaide 36ers.
1: Big facts, big facts, different levels to that too. And you're right, you have so many points. But the thing is though, if you really think about it, unless they are the best secret keepers and pulling the wool over our eyes. The Phoenix Sun seemed like the happiest place on earth to be. It was like (laughs) Disneyland, literally Monty Williams, coach of the year, every year, Chris Paul, greatest leader ever. So like what's going on? Like DeAndre and um, kind of seemed a little miserable, not talkative at media Mm -hmm, day. mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he had uh, said that he hadn't talked to Monty Williams since that, again, I would say now viral type of interaction. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He benched him, and yep, there yep. was some type of reported scuffle between the two. Yep, yep. Um, so what's going on? Obviously, we know that Aiden didn't get the bag, but Jay but Crowder, too, mm-hmm. sitting out yeah. until they figure out, what, a destination or an uh, agreement?
0: A, 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 a trade for him because, you know, Jay Crowder's mad because Cam Johnson's going to be starting over him. Look, it, it just, again, the vibes around that team right now aren't great. Um, and again, we talk about this all the time, Jenna. You make the NBA finals, and there is this like belief or feeling among fan bases or whatever. All right, next year we'll go back. We'll make it. Look, man, ain't no guarantees you're going back next year. Okay. That's not how this game works. The Suns went to the finals two years ago, were up 2 0 on the Milwaukee Bucks. Lost four straight. The Bucks won the title. Next, the, last season they come back, best record in the NBA. They lose in seven games to the. Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference semifinals. This year, all the drama they're trending in the wrong direction, okay? And Chris Paul is a year older. Again, look, it's just these things that, and Monty Williams as this great leader of men, Chris Paul is this great leader, they're going to have to galvanize that locker room and get those guys together because winning a championship is hard, man. And we say this all the time, Jenna, in the NBA, in an 82-game season, the storm is coming something is going to happen. Well, Phoenix already got two storms hanging over their head right now, right? Something else is likely going to happen this season too. So let's just work out what we can control and, you know, worry about that instead of inviting more bad juju around us, right? They can't control the server situation. So that is what it is. But this DeAndre Ayton situation, let's get this thing nipped in the bud. Let's get these guys together, come to Jesus, whatever you got to do to fix that thing. Again, so I'm less concerned about Adelaide 36ers, whatever that was, what it was, um, and more about, hey man, this team better get themselves together,
1: one thousand percent, because so much potential there, and you know they've had so many far runs in the postseason, but again, never got to where it really matters. So let's talk about more things happening around preseason because we have the return and the debuts. Again, it's not that serious, but it is because Jamal Murray's back. MPJ is back. Your guys, Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard, mm-hmm. Kathai Leonard, <laughs> Ben Simmons is here and he's smiling. Are we living in the greatest era of NBA? No, I'm kidding. But talk about pump the brakes. But I know. For real, talk to me about what's, What's happening around preseason? I mean, it's super exciting to see these guys it back out on the floor returning from yeah. injury.
0: Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, Jenna. For the fans of these players and these teams, it is nice that they are back on the floor playing meaningful basketball again. Qui Leonard hasn't played basketball in four hundred and forty-seven days, something like that, <laughs> until terrible. his last uh pre until his preseason game on Monday night. He looked pretty good in sixteen minutes um of action. And they're gonna, you know, ramp him up slowly and bring him along slowly. You mentioned uh, Jamal Murray and and um, Michael Porter Jr. As you know, I'm high on Denver, and we'll talk about them in our over-unders. I love their back. They look pretty good as well. Look, it's going to take these guys some time to get their rust, you know, work out the kinks, get the rust off, because playing pickup is different than even practice in the NBA, even training camp, even scrimmaging, than an actual NBA game, even preseason, and then regular season, and then playoffs if they're lucky enough to go that far. So it's going to be a ramp up, but it's nice to see all those guys, and same with Ben Simmons. The big thing for him, Jenna, as you know, is the environment, him being at peace where he feels safe um, to to express what he needs to express, feel how he needs to feel. And again, it's early. Everything's feeling good. Everybody's feeling great. But as I said before about the Phoenix Suns, this is the NBA. The storm is coming at some point. How do we manage the storm when it gets here?
1: That's the thing. So time will tell because, oh man, the season is young. Mm um, let's move on really quick to a more serious topic because Carl Anthony Towns, you guys remember over the summer he got paid, signed that super max with the Timberwolves. Well, we haven't seen him because now we know that he missed out on media day and, uh, this preseason here so far with, um, an infection that he had a non COVID illness, but it was an infection that he was hospitalized for said he lost 17 pounds, um, pretty serious, scary yeah. stuff there. He said he's still recovering. It was some type of infection of the throat that made him have trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, quote, there were, was more drastic things to worry about than basketball while he was ill. Yeah, of course. So serious stuff. Jordan Woods, his girlfriend, even said on Instagram that she had to take him to the hospital uh, sometime last week or recently. Uh, scary stuff, yeah. especially, um, you know, all basketball aside, Hope he's okay. For sure. Hope he's doing well, especially, you know, everything he's been through with his parents and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But with COVID. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. On the basketball side of it, um, pretty worrisome stuff to begin the season with your star who you just paid super max. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to a breathing issue. I mean, yeah,
0: no, no doubt, no doubt. I Three think.
1: minutes almost.
0: Yeah. And losing 17 pounds, I mean, that's a big deal, right? Um right. so it's gonna take Carl some time to get himself back together and You know, ramp himself back up and he said he's still recovering. And make no mistake, people, you know, I know Carl Anthony Towns is easy to make fun of and you know, be an internet meme because of how he talks and his voice sounds and all these things. But if the temporals are going to be good this year, Carl Anthony Towns is going to have to be a big reason why. As much as everyone's excited about Anthony Edwards and the Rudy Gobert edition and all that, Carl Anthony Towns. Was all NBA last season and an all star. That is the dude who's got the super max contract. He's gonna the one who's going to have to be very good again if the Timberwolves are going to reach the potential that many people feel they can have. So, you know, again, the 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 gift and the curse of a long NBA season is he's got some time to ramp himself up and, and, and get ready. But you know, it's important that he get time on the floor playing with Rudy Gobert. That's gonna be a very different scenario playing with a big like Rudy, which he hasn't done before inside in, in his career, right? So something to keep an eye on. I'm not like overly worried about it, but Minnesota fans, you know, I, I would just, you know, pay attention again. If you want to be as good as you think you're going to be cat is a huge part of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially because of how competitive, you know, the East and the West has gotten. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to need him to really get as far as they can. All right, let's move on and talk about the Milwaukee bucks because Giannis is making headlines today. Uh, Mm -hmm. For a quote that he said, um, that he said, "quote It takes more than skills to be great." That's what people don't understand. He was talking about being in the NBA, and he quoted. Um, he named players like LeBron James and mm-hmm. Michael Jordan for and praised them for their consistency. That's why they're mm-hmm. so good. It's being mm-hmm. obsessed, being con, um, consistent. Mm-hmm. So interesting praise for him, and then KD.
0: Mm-hmm. And Steph came out mm-hmm. and
1: said, in his humble opinion, uh, that, what was it? Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but mentality and skill go hand in hand. He mm-hmm. said something like that. And mm-hmm. what did Steph Curry say?
0: Well, he Giannis had mentioned Steph in his, in oh, his, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, yeah. I, I, Giannis, so, it's funny, right? Like, Giannis, he's a great player, right? Two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, multiple all-NBAs, NBA champion. In the playoffs on NBA Twitter, he often gets derided because he doesn't have a quote unquote bag, right? Like his shot doesn't look pretty. He doesn't hit you with that pull up, hezzy, left, right. Cr- cr- and like that's not his game. Yeah. Right? But that it's, but to Giannis's point, skill alone isn't enough to make you great in this, NBA, in, in this league. You have to also want it and be maniacal about it. And when I say maniacal, I mean obsessive. The great players of all time and the great players of this generation, as Giannis mentioned in that in that, uh, in that that quote, your LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry's, uh, Kobe Bryant's, um, Kevin Durant's, of course, those people are highly skilled, but they are maniacal people when it comes to working out in basketball and working on their craft. You cannot be that good otherwise. It isn't just about skill. You cannot make it in this league if you're not maniacal. It just doesn't work. And having that kind of obsessive competitiveness, that is a skill, okay? And that is a superpower that Giannis has, right? He is just obsessively competitive and goes hard 24-7 on both ends. In an all-star game, he's going hard, but most people are not, right? That's just how his – that is his superpower, right? Yeah. And I'll I'll give a a quick story for for our, our, our listeners out there. So everyone remembers that, and this just goes to show you the maniacalness of NBA players and how much they obsess and are constantly working on their game. The Brooklyn Nets get swept out of the playoffs last year, right? So Durant is home earlier than expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm talking to someone who's very close to him. So this is a source close to Durant. Okay. So he was telling me, he's like, so Kevin's like, all right, man, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't expect to be out this early, all this stuff. They're like, all right, man, why don't you take a vacation? You know, just kind of clear your mind for a little bit. You know, he's like, all right. So remember, Katie, uh, at the end of the playoffs last year, we saw him. He was in Monaco following Mike James, former teammate, around. um, Yeah. For the Nets, watching Mike James play in the Euro League championships, right? 48 hours, Jenna, two days. Durant's talking to this guy like, yo, I got to get into a gym. I got to work. I got to. It's like, dog, the playoffs just ended two days ago. Camp doesn't start again until end of September. You got time. Nah, got to get in the gym. Got to work. Like, this, this is the, these people don't understand days off. Like, that's not how their brains work.
1: They yeah.
0: Go, go, go. off.:' normal
1: schedules either.
0: Oftentimes to their detriment, right? Because they often need rest. It's like, you know, you got to rest, man. And that's just the mindset of these guys. And you cannot be great if that's, and it's in anything, not just basketball. You'd look at anybody who is at the top of their craft in anything. They spend countless hours obsessing and working at the thing. That's how you become really good at it. There's no substitute for it. It ain't natural talent matters. Yes, you need that too. But if there's no work with it, it ain't happening. So that's what Giannis is talking about. And that is Giannis's superpower. He has that ability.
1: Facts there. I mean, good point, too, um, because he doesn't get the praise that he should on Twitter when it comes to all that. But y'all know how the Internet be out here. Petty as
0: hell.
1: (laughs) You know, it's also petty to some people. The NBA's GM survey that was published on Tuesday, October 4th. Y'all know how it goes. The 30 GMs uh, vote on a questionnaire of 50 questions. And it's between the best players, coaches and the whole nine yards. Basically, their prediction for the season mm-hmm. and a lot of people have disagreements that the bucks are favorited to win the title and that luca's gonna win the mvp palo is gonna be the rookie of the year and so on, and that the lakers are gonna finish eighth in the west that's just my problem <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay but interesting stuff here a lot of people kind of up in arms about this Gerard, and i know y'all feel some type of way about it
0: i mean guys Just because the NBA GMs feel that way doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. Like these are just 30 people. Yes. They are GMs of NBA franchises. So your thought process is, well, they must know a lot. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all an educated guess. No one has a crystal ball. We don't know if the bucks are going to win it. We have no idea. It's just that a lot of GMs think that they will. A lot of GMs think Lugal win the MVP. Those two things, those two things are it's very possible. They happen. The Bucs have a prime in his prime superstar in Giannis Antetokounmpo, whom we just talked about, right? Now they're missing Chris Middleton, so they're going to need him to come back, right? But Brooke Lopez is healthy, and this is a team that is two years removed from winning an NBA championship. So we know they know what it takes. So it's not that hard to pick a team that recently won and say they're going to win again. So let's not get up in arms over that. And the idea of Luca winning an MVP, guys, he's been all NBA first team last season. And guess what? The narrative is going to be in his favor this year because we know the MB- MVP is a narrative-based award and Luca played Eurobasket this summer for Slovenia, his national team, which means he's going to come into camp in shape, unlike in seasons past. True. So if the if the Mavericks race out to a good start to the season and Luca's putting up insane numbers, he's going to have that narrative in his favor. That's all possible. Is it guaranteed? No one's saying that. That's just what they're That's just what they think. The majority of GMs think that it could happen. It could not. It's likely sure. And it's possible. Luca is the betting favorite to win the MVP right now. And the bucks I want to say are the second or third best odds to win the NBA title right now. So look, those two things are likely they could happen. They could also not let's not lose our minds. It's still
1: preseason. Exactly. Touche. Touche. I will just, on a last note, let you know that, like last year, the GMs once again voted LeBron James best IQ <laughs> in the league.
0: Listen, we do We're going to get to LeBron James when we talk about the Lakers, so don't you worry. We'll have plenty of time to talk about your boy LeBron.
1: I'm just saying, you know, I'm <laughs> stating the facts out here. I'm just mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. the news. Okay. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. The Western Conference preview, where I barely weigh in because Gerard's opinions are so much better than mine. <laughs> so you have, you guys know how it goes with last week's Eastern Conference preview. I'm going to go down the list, tell you guys the over-under here, and then Gerard's going to spit the facts. And, of course, don't forget, y'all, he stays winning you guys money every stay, Tuesday.
0: Stay winning you money
1: this season. So let's dive into it and talk about, Oh, lo and behold, here they are at the top of the list in no particular order. The Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. I mean, 52.5 rating there. <laughs> um, what are the vibes?
0: I mean, we talked about them, right? I don't love the juju right now around this team. I am. I I just don't like it. And it's it, in many ways, Jenna, it's not even basketball related. It's just, Something just doesn't seem right to me right now. And look, I'm not saying they can't figure it out. Of course they can. They won 64 games last year. So for the over-under to be set at 52 and a half, that's already a downgrade from last year, right? And the West has gotten better. I'm going to go ahead and say this is probably a push. I see them coming in right around 52 wins. I don't see them winning 60-plus games. I'm up for a number of factors. That bad juju I mentioned, but also recognizing, look, we can't go out and go all out this regular season and have nothing left in the tank come postseason. season. And the West is better. They're going to be a, not a lot of easy wins. I mean, yeah, at the bottom against San Antonio, Houston, Oklahoma city, Sacramento. Yeah. yeah you'll, 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 you'll beat up on those teams, but everybody else ahead of them, like it, it's not going to be easy.
1: No, it's definitely not uh, just like the sun's 52 and a half for the Clippers. Mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an exciting time for the Clippers because sure. they have Kawhi back and we're going to get to see how, this PG uh, Kawhi cohesiveness vibes mm-hmm. on the floor. Like, I don't know what's with me and the vibes today, but I'm <laughs> um, excited about that. And a lot of people have a lot, a lot. I mean, is it almost too much confidence in the Clippers?
0: No, because when Kawhi Leonard is on the floor, he is a two-way wrecking force capable of averaging 30 points a game and locking up the other team's best offensive player, right? He is that good. Um, one of the league leaders in estimated plus minus, like he is just efficient scorer. Like he is that dude. We know the NBA is a wings league. He's one of the best two way wings in the game. Um, So yeah, like not surprising that the, the big thing for them is going to be, is Kawhi going to be healthy this year? That That's the thing. Are they going to, can they count on 60 games combined from him and Paul George playing together? So both playing together for 60 games, if they get that, Look, Jenna, this team could win fifty-five games. Like I, I, I really believe that. So I'm gonna go slight over on the Clippers because I like what they have. Of course, they have Zubac, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. Like I, I, this team is very, very good. Um, Marcus Morris, Senior. Like I, I just like a lot of what they have. And Tyloo is an excellent coach.
1: i was just um, gonna say, so, yeah, Tyloo so just I, fills in any doubt, doubtful exactly. gap
0: exactly. And you know, because he had them playing well last year without Kawhi, right? So again. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna manage Kawhi's minutes and they're gonna build him back in. Get the score together. I really like this Clippers team. And as the other team in LA, because the Lakers always get more coverage, no one's gonna be really worrying about them, right? So they're gonna be able to work out work on their stuff and fly under the radar a bit while the drama happens across the hall with the Lakers.
1: That is also true. <laughs> um, real quick question: uh, mm. Who is who? Would you say is the third guy on the Clippers? Who is it?
0: Reggie Jackson. Like who? I think,
1: who? Like if it were to be a big three, who is it going to be?
0: It's Reggie Jackson. But I think it. You know, this idea of like a big three. I think we're moving away from that. It's less about who your big three is and who are your best five. Like right? who are your best uh-huh. five guys? And in the playoffs, who are your best? You know, who are your best five? Your best six that can play massive minutes and give you versatility, positional flexibility to go big, to go small. Like right? Who are your best? five to seven guys that's what matters not so much about big three yes it mm-hmm. helps when you have three all nba guys but as we know if you have three all nba guys that means that the rest of your roster can't be full of also very good players because the money it costs to get those three means that we got to go veteran minimum the rest of the way right so you need a more complete roster you need a complete team i mean look at the golden state warriors right they I won mean- what i mean steph curry He's the only All NBA player on that roster. On, on that roster, right? Clay Thompson was an All NBA last year. Now there was Draymond, right? So yeah. he's one, but the, everything complements and fits together, right? That's what works. Same thing with their with their with their opponents, the Celtics, right? Jason Tatum was All NBA, and then everybody else fits around, right? That's what matters. Do the pieces fit? Do you have a roster that can be flexible and do different things?
1: Gerard Hector, the mm. future GM. <laughs> now mm. let's talk about those Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Cause this has me a little surprised because 51 and a half is over under here. But to me, yes, everybody around the league might have gotten better mostly. Mm-hmm. 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 But you have the same championship team returning. Mm-hmm including James Wiseman, who's mm-hmm. been balling mm-hmm. out um, in the preseason. Again, not overreacting, <laughs> but still. I mean, another solid center for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Huge. Mean, I don't I, get it. Why I, aren't they higher?
0: Because the Warriors know the regular season, is they're not going to go out here chasing 60 wins. They, they've already done that. They're like, we want to be healthiest come April. They don't care if they're the one seed or the four seed. Cause they know they can win on the road. They, they can win anywhere. It don't matter. So for them, it's all about pacing themselves and being the healthiest when it matters. So that's why the over-under is set a little bit lower. You're going to see a lot of the young guys getting some playing time as, as Steve Curry, Steve Curry, as Steve Kerr manages the minutes of his, of his superstar. Yeah. Let's not forget Jenna Steph, and clay and Draymond. They're not 28. Okay. These guys are in their thirties, right? So you have the 82 game yeah. season after just going deep into June last year, they got to they got to manage that. Right. Play those young guys. Injuries are a concern. Right. Draymond missed time last year. Clay's coming off two major injuries. Steph missed time last year. So all those things factor into the 51 and a half. I'm going to say slight over for them. I see them in the 52, 53 win range.
1: All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's hard to believe that those Warriors are just aging. Uh... Life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> exciting time for the Denver Nuggets. We previewed that a couple minutes ago. 49 and a half is uh the over under here. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. a lot of people returning from injury, as we know. Younger team. What are what are your thoughts?
0: I like the over here. Um, with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. First of all, with Jamal Murray, you have that Nikola Jokic Murray pick and roll, which is devastating. Let's not also forget Nikola Jokic, the reigning. Back to back NBA MVP. Okay. Like that dude is incredible. And I
1: horses on I mean, his phone he's, during the preseason. He's,
0: he's excellent. He's like, I'm good, man. Uh, Nikola also played in Eurobasket um, for his uh, national team, Serbia. So, you yeah. know, he's, he's in shape to start the season. I, I like this team a lot, Jenna. I think, remember, I said this uh, last year. I was like, oh, if they're healthy, I like them to win the West. I love this team to battle he did with so. the Clippers to be at the top of the conference. So I can see them winning 55 games this year. Um, Again, assuming Murray and Porter Jr. can play, you know, 65-ish games or so. The team is already used to playing without them, right, with Jokic. And I like the addition of Bruce Brown uh, to the team this year, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. They get some defense out on the perimeter. Um, They get someone off the bench in Brown who can play that short roll five. It can space out the floor a little bit, starting to shoot the three better. I really enjoy this team. Aaron Gordon can now slide back into his more natural role, which is the number four option instead of being the number two option, right? Aaron Gordon is your number four, is really good. Aaron Gordon is your number two, maybe not so much, right? An overqualified number four. That's a beautiful thing. So I love it. I like the over for the Denver Nuggets.
1: Love this. Love Denver. Definitely a league pass team.
0: For sure. All right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: the grizzlies talking about exciting young teams Mm -hmm. i mean john morant say Mm -hmm. no more Mm -hmm. 48 and a half for the over under i mean i'm excited to see this and i'm predicting that they're going to make a deep run
0: so here's the thing about the memphis grizzlies and they won 56 games last year but vegas set the over under for them this year at 48 and a half what that's telling me is vegas is like memphis snuck up on people last year and caught people by surprise well no one's going to be caught by surprise, by Memphis this year, Memphis is now circled like many top teams are on people's calendar when they come to town for a variety of reasons. They're good, obviously, but Memphis, as we know, Jenna is a team that likes to talk. Right? They're a trash-talking team. Ja loves talking. What did he say last year? We climb all the way up the chimney. We ain't ducking no smoke. Right? Well, when you <laughs> say was th- everywhere. when you say things like that, teams are like you know the, the NBA is full of a lot of alpha males with testosterone, right? And they don't like when they feel like their competitiveness or manhood is being questioned, right? So when a player is like calling them out or, or talking that talk, they're like, all right, next time we see you, I got something for you, right? Mm-hmm. So these teams are going to, so Memphis is going to be circled. So how do they handle being the hunted versus the hunter, right? Very different mentality when everyone's trying to come for you now. That's number one. Number two, True. they're going to be missing their best defensive player, and their other franchise cornerstone in my guy, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., to start the season. He's not going he, to, the, the timeline is sometime between November and January for him to be back, which is like, okay. Ooh. Although Jaron uh, put on his Instagram stories soon, back soon, which means he's telling me he's feeling good and he wants, he's going to want to push the envelope. But you know my thoughts on that, Jenna. I'm always, you got to protect these guys from themselves. I know he wants to play but we don't want to risk further injury. You're too valuable to this team. Last year, without John Morant in the lineup, right? They're their best player. They went 20 and five. So what can they do without their best defender in the lineup? I'm anxious to see that. I'm going to go over here on 48 and a half. Call it a homer pick, call it whatever you want, but I like the depth on that roster. Um, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton loss is going to hurt, but they re-signed Tyus Jones, and it's Zaire Williams time. He's going to get more playing time. And the rookies, uh, Aldama, uh, Roddy, you know, Kenny Lofton Jr., all these guys are going to get more time. And I'm very curious to see how they play in Desmond Bain now, now that people know the, the book's out. It's like you can shoot. You can Okay. When you're on the scouting report now, how do you respond to that? What did you add to your game in the offseason, right? Has Ja developed a consistent jump shot and a reliable three, right? So now have guys go, oh, crap. We know we yeah. can drive. We know we can drive past us can he also shoot the three? Because if we're worried about that, well, now he's unstoppable.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Facts. Um, Maybe, hopefully, we can get Triple J back on the pod. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know, he was a guest.
0: He was. trip. you hear that? I know you're listening. We got to get you back on the pod, buddy.
1: That's it. While you're rehabbing, doing your thing, you know, (laughs) we're here. We're here. Okay, let's... um, chit chat about the Dallas Mavericks because a lot of potential there. Of course. I mean, everybody thinks Luca is going to be the MVP according to all the GMs.
0: Look at or that. Or I, I, I missed the Mavericks in our, in our, in our little bottom thirds here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Terrible me. But anyway, let's talk about him. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Well, let's talk about him because same as the Grizzlies 48 and a half. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. What's going um, on here? What
1: are your, th- what are your thoughts?
0: So we are, I mean, as I said, Luca going to come in and be in shape because he played Euro basket. So he's ready to roll. China, I, other than Luca, that's putting a lot of faith in Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie and Maxi Kleber. I mean, you know, they're all fine, but I, nobody, nobody else there is like is anyone to write home about. Now, Luca is so good; it don't really matter, as we saw last year against the Suns. Where, yeah, Luca is, they don't matter. If he's the best player on the floor in a seven-game series, he'd beat anybody, right? And the Mariners can beat anybody. But over the course of an 82-game season, can they win more than 48 games? I'm going to go push. I say they win win about 48 games, and they kind of hover right around there. Last year, they won 52. Uh, I think the Jalen Brunson loss is going to hurt a little bit more than people think. So uh, I say push, even.
1: Okay, okay. Well, a serious question for you. Are the timber puppies still timber puppies <laughs> at 48 and a half?
0: Well, I don't think they're drinking mommy's milk anymore. They got they got some, you know, they're a little bit grown up now. Those pups are a little bit grown up. They went to the playoffs last year. Cat's a grizzled veteran. Aunt still a young man. Rudy Gobert, the new acquisitions of veteran. Um, Rudy I like Gobert. the over. I like the over for the Timberwolves because. I think defensively, Rudy's going to do so much for them and really change their defensive identity. Um, I love Anthony Edwards and his progression. D'Angelo Russell off the bench will be, will be nice for them. I, I think they're going to win about 50 games this year, Jenna. Minnesota's going to surprise people, I think. Um, again, I'm watching the cat um, recovery and how he looks coming back. That's, again, folks, he's a big piece. No cat, this team ain't going to – they're not going to be good. So as much as we love all the guys I mentioned – he has to be healthy and good in order for them to be what they are. But I, I love them. They picked up Kyle Anderson from the Memphis Grizzlies who we're going to, they're going to miss Kyle Anderson because Kyle's really good. Be a nice bench player for them. Jaden McDaniels showed a ton of promise last year. Um, I like his game. Super athletic. Uh, Torian Prince, good, uh, good role player. You know, you got awesome rivers off the bench like this, like this team a lot.
1: I agree with you in the fact that they're going to surprise people. I really do. I, I like this. So let's move on to a more sensitive topic um, for me. <laughs> the Lakers, 45 and a half. Okay, mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah, we missed the postseason last year with like a 33 and 49 record. <laughs> but it's fine. It's okay. Everything is going to be fine. Okay, we have Patrick Beverly now. Okay. <laughs>
0: Let me let me let me tell you something right now. If you if that is your if you're like, well, we have Patrick Beverly now. If that is what you are banking on your season turning around, ah,
1: we have Kendrick Nunn's healthy. (laughs)
0: Look, Jenna, honestly, all jokes aside, this is about LeBron and Anthony Davis being healthy. If they are healthy and play 65 games or more, they'll be fine. If they don't, they won't. It is that yeah. simple. There, there there really is nothing else to say beyond that. Now, do I think they'll be healthy? Jenna, I say this all the time. What is the biggest predictor of future injury?
1: Oh. Yeah. Past yeah. injury. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was real nervous. I was like, I'm gonna fail this test.
0: Previous injury. Who has been injured each of the last three seasons?
1: Anthony Davis. And LeBron. Correct.
0: So I mean, you know, y- basically you're banking on them not getting hurt this year. Sh- sure.
1: Yeah, it, that's pretty it, much the game plan.
0: It could <laughs> happen. But th- it could. It could totally happen. And if it does, they will win more games than 45. If it doesn't, they won't.
1: I mean, that's that's just Russell Westbrook is going to come back and um, not have a historically poor offensive. Is performance. Westbrook going
0: to be on this team past February?
1: Listen, we're taking it day by day. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, we're taking it day by day. Isn't look, that what Bill Belichick said about Mac Jones you <laughs> and his ankle
0: injury? Day with, by day, with none being back, with uh, Reeves. And look, and the Lakers might make a move. Be on the lookout for the Lakers making a move if, if the team is healthy and they're doing well. Right. And they decide to make a move for someone like, oh, I don't know, a Miles Turner and or a Mike Connolly that could bolster this team. Again, Jenna, it is all predicated on the health of their two main guys. If they are healthy, yeah. all good. All good. I just, because of that fact, I, I can't in good faith say, yeah, definitely bang the over. So I'm going to say stay away. But yeah. I, I think slide over is reasonable.
1: If you're betting, listen to Draw. If you're operating <laughs> solely off of emotion, listen to me. Okay, the self-help group is every Wednesday. Not really, but still. Um, let's talk about another team that I think is a super sleeper, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think they're going to come out here and they're going to – Mm. They're going to do some. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but they're going to do it. The New Orleans Pelicans, 44 and a half, mm. uh, right under the Lakers there. We allegedly have a healthy, definitely healthy looking mm-hmm. um, Zion. And uh, this team, this team might surprise us. I'm feeling it.
0: Jenna, he's another one. If he's healthy, not only do I, li- first of all, I like the Pelicans over here. Not only is he, if he's healthy, do I like the over. I like him to be an MVP dark horse. Like Zion, when he plays, is an all NBA level player already at this early stage of his career. The best interior scorer in the league. I mean, he's just an, a physical marvel. And that year of missing basketball, he talked about it. It, he felt it, and he changed some things, as he said, uh, in his life. Read into that what you want. Right. He started working with a personal chef and nutritionist, so he. Ch- Look at him. He looks cut up and trimmed. A lot of that baby fat. That ain't there. He looks like a legit mm-hmm. superhero. With him, Brandon Ingram, who's already an all-star. CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, Kira Lewis. I mean, look, man. This team is dangerous. They took the Phoenix Suns to six games in round one last year. Mm-hmm. With well, That was without Zion. With Zion... And without Zion, after when they got on that roll, they were on a 48-game pace winning streak. That was without Zion. You put him in the lineup, this team's winning over 50 games. They could be what Memphis was last year. I I like this team a lot. I think Willie Green's, they found something. So I I just think, watch out for this team. Again, if he's healthy, this team's going to be real fun to watch. Definite league pass. Make sure you mark them.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, that's all she wrote for them. Let's move on to the Portland Trailblazers, thirty-nine yeah, did and I a skip half. Let's get
0: them too. Jeez, I'm being so bad with my with my lower thirds here. Missed the Portland Trailblazers, but you know what, Jenna, we're in the God bottom. God
1: forbid, Rod makes one mistake in we're, like twenty thousand
0: years. <laughs> we're 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 in the bottom of the of the over unders. So you know we ain't spending a whole lot of time on these guys. <laughs>
1: Not really happening in Portland there. I mean, oh, Dame, Dame, we love you. But Dame, it is time. It is time to figure it out, okay? I mean. Like, oh, man. But, so, you know. So, Jenna. It's oil.
0: Basically, they went from a Dame and CJ backcourt to a Dame and Anthony Simons backcourt, which is essentially the same thing, arguably a little bit worse. So, we think they're going to win more games? 39 and a half, uh, I'm going gi- to give Dane the benefit of the doubt that he's an all-NBA guy He'll push them to 40 games, 41. They'll finish 500, so slight over. But look, uh, so they'll, they'll battle for that play-in area, right? Around 10-9, they'll, they'll, they'll battle there. But this team is not destined to make any deep playoff run or even guaranteed to get into the playoffs. I'm going to give them a slight over at 41.
1: How generous of you. And
0: that's, and that's strictly out of respect for Dane. <laughs> Thank
1: you for at least respecting him. Um you heard it here first. I think he's gone after this year. I think he's I
0: mean look, he I think he's gone. Look.
1: I don't think he could take it anymore.
0: He's he's wanted to leave forever you know, he's afraid of the backlash is really what it comes down to. So. Who
1: cares? Rap right. about it. Let exactly. it out. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let's. Rap about it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Cause it just keeps getting worse. The Sacramento Kings at 33 Jesus. and a half. Nothing really much again, like to say here, but w- what are you thinking?
0: Uh, my poor guys, DeMonte Sabonis and Kevin Herter out there. Like, look, the Kings have decided to go all in on De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, Look, the Kings, (laughs) with De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Rashawn Holmes, um, DeMontis Sabonis, I said Harrison Barnes, this team should be decent. Mm -hmm. And I think Mike Brown there is going to try to implement some of that Golden State Warriors offensive system that he he, uh, learned under Steve Kerr. He's going to hopefully get them playing better defense. I'm going to give them the slight benefit of the doubt and say slight over Sacramento, slight over. Maybe 35, 36 wins. But, you know, if they get lucky and they really find something, they might battle for that 10 spot. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Not much to say there. No. Let's move on and talk about a team that, talk about falling from grace. I oh, mean, the please. Utah Jazz, <laughs> 24 and a half. If you think about it, not too long ago, they were they were up there. They, they were, were the
0: number one team in the NBA.
1: Exactly. Offensive
0: rating, adjusting net rating, all that. Exactly. So we Blaine? Oh, <laughs> well
1: my own problems
0: Danny Ainge obviously wants to it's, it's a tear down and a rebuild right so uh Bogdanovich is already gone um we know Donovan Mitchell got traded like the next person Rudy Gobert is gone Laurie Markkinen he just got traded there in the in the Donovan Mitchell trade look he's someone that could be on the move they're gonna feature him a lot in the beginning of the season so another <laughs> team that's gonna be close to the playoffs Lakers might have their eye on Laurie Markkinen nice seven footer, up pair next to AD who can space the floor Um, they're going to feature in and trade him because they want more traffic. Danny's in full teardown mode because they want to be in the lottery to get, uh, to go after Victor Webanyama, the number one, uh, potential number one pick, the French teenager who's going to play tonight actually, um, against the G league night team. We're looking forward to see him seeing him in action, but yeah, Utah has no interest in winning this year. So fire sale is going to continue.
1: It's amazing. All right, the OKC Thunder, similar stuff here, uh, 23 and a half. Again, they have so many goddamn draft picks in their arsenal. Does it even matter at this point?
0: Chet Holmgren's another one who, first of all, oh, he's man. out for the season um, rehabbing. So, I mean, they weren't going to win anyway. So a person to watch, Shea Gilges alexander SGA. How long is he there? He can't be thrilled about another losing season. So I can see him saying to, to GM Sam Presti, I get what you're doing here. I ain't on the timeline with these kids. So quietly, please trade me. Um, and Oklahoma City gets back another haul of draft capital. Some of the young talent that goes along more in timeline. And again, they want to be in the lottery as well to go after Victor.
1: OKC okay, so thrives in the lottery. It's where they live. It's where they, where they like operate best. Um, real quick, though, on uh, Alexander, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What was it that I read something or I saw something that – he ain't happy, and that, like, is a real thing, like, yeah, would, apparently. I mean, he's getting,
0: he's heading towards the prime, Jenna, and he's excellent. He can, he can be on a team that's destined for the playoffs and really help them. Why would he want to be with these, another losing season? Like, NBA guys don't like to lose. Like, it's you hard. don't want to hear that. So, get him to a place where he can win and can, or at least contend, you know? Uh, I mean, wow, he, he would be excellent paired next to a guy like <sighs> Kate Cunningham in Detroit, um, you Nothing. know, so, and, and so that way you, you, you trade Jaden Ivey down to, down to Oklahoma city, right. That's a, you have a nice backcourt there in Detroit. I mean, you can just do a lot of different places. He could go. Um, I, I, I like I like that a lot. So yeah, look out for SGA to be on the move potentially.
1: Yeah, oh man, it's gonna be a good get. Let's move on and talk about the Houston Rockets. Twenty-three and a half. I think they're gonna be a sleeper. I think they're gonna surprise us. You got those young guys there, uh, Jalen Green,
0: Jalen Green. You
1: know, I mean, it Kevin Porter. Is he Kevin still there? Porter. Yep. Yeah. Kevin
0: Porter Jr. Uh, okay, slide over. Twenty-six wins, twenty-seven. I mean, uh, you know, uh, let's let's put it this way: they ain't gonna be contending for no playoffs or the play-in. I just mm. I just don't see it.
1: That's rough. Um, last, but certainly not least, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, 22 and a half. If you saw media day, you saw Coach Pop basically <laughs> tell everybody, hey, you're not going to go bet on these guys. We ain't winning a championship. I don't know how I would feel about that. I know it's Pop, and I know that's his personality, <laughs> but whoo! I'd be I mean, like, look, yo, homie, <laughs> what's
0: happening here? He's keeping it a buck. They are in the victor's lottery like oh, like those other teams we just mentioned. So watch out for Jakob Hurdle to be on the trade block. Um, they already sent the Dejounte America traded over in the off-season over to Atlanta. Yeah, they're in full teardown rebuild mode because um, they want to get in that Victor lottery. Um, look, so 22 wins is about I'd say even push for them. All these teams that we just mentioned: San Antonio, Houston, Oklahoma City, Utah are going to be right in that 22 to 26 game range. I mean, one of them might even be terrible and win in winning the teens, which ugh, ugly. <laughs> i love it
1: the trash talk only gets better and guys you need to stick with us it is early it's only preseason. y'all know it's right around the corner october 18th we're all ready keep up with us we will keep you up to date and oh look at these knicks out here be pissing
0: (laughs) well folks as always we are part of the props network you know where to find us apple podcast spotify youtube stitcher soundcloud all that at seven footers pod on Twitter, at seven footers podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. Also, we will be back with our betting show uh, once Woo! the TNT games start um, Tuesday nights. I will be helping you guys win some money. So get ready for that. And until next time, everybody, peace. peace.